Hey there, everybody. Franklin Taggart here, and it's time for a virtual coffee break. Got just a little bit of coffee left. Grab your beverage. Let's chat for just a minute. Um, I was a guest on a podcast uh, not too long ago hosted by Ruben Schwartz, and then the podcast is called Sales for Nerds. And um, in that podcast interview, one of the things that came up was the idea of that I don't I don't actually encourage the people who I'm working with who are going into creative fields um, to, I don't encourage them to entertain the idea that they have to pay their dues in order to get the types of opportunities that they want. And um, I also, um, I don't really... I don't believe in the trope that uh, art should be suffered for, and I don't believe in the trope that um, that an artist needs to starve in order to be legit. And those were some things that came out in that interview, and I wanted to talk a little bit about them because I really feel like that a lot of the perceptions that we carry forward about creative people and the lives that they lead and the career paths that they choose, I think that those need to be challenged at every level. <laughs> and I'd like to start with the idea that if you're a creative person that, that, you know, there is a certain number of years of paying dues. And, in, and by paying dues, what that usually means is that you just take whatever gig you can get and, um, and just put in the time, right? Now, I know a lot of folks who have approached their careers that way. And I have to let you know that early on in my career, I approached it that way. And thinking that I was actually, you know, that there was some big ledger in the universe's sky <laughs> saying that, you know, if I do this and this and this and this, that I will be owed something on the other side of things. And what I found is, you know, people who enter into a creative career path with that mentality end up paying dues for their, the majority of their careers, right? I can't tell you the number of people that I know who've been in careers, like in music careers, for 20 and 30 years, and they're still in the mindset that they have to pay their dues in order to get the, the gigs that they really want or in order to get the audience that they really want. So I'd like to clarify a little bit about what I was talking about in that interview and about what I really think about that. I feel like that if you are truly a talented person and you are bringing something of value to people in terms of affecting the quality of their life in a very positive way, I don't see a reason why you can't charge for that and I don't see a reason why you can't make a decent living doing that. Now, all of that said, I do feel like that there's a stage in your process, in every creative person's process, where you've got to go through the learning. And the learning uh, you know, of the craft, very often, um, some of that is done you know, in, a, in a situation or situations that... Um, they're not necessarily very lucrative, right? So when I was, you know, first starting out as a songwriter, this was years after I had been, 
you know, a guitar player in some, in some decent bands, I didn't start really writing and performing songs of my own until I was in my 30s. And when I started to do that, I just started going out to open mics and songwriter nights so that I could get experience playing in front of a group of people. Now, I don't consider that paying dues. I consider that just a part of the learning process. The paying dues part of it means that there's, there's, kind, of a, there's kind of a mentality that says that creative people need to be willing to do what they do for whatever people are willing to pay or not. And so a lot of times when people are saying that you're paying your dues, that means that you're taking the gigs that are free or you're taking the gigs that are exposure gigs and they don't ever end up going anywhere. Rarely do. I can count on one finger the number of gigs that I took over the course of 42 years that were where exposure was promised and an actual gig came out of it. I can count that on one finger. It happened exactly one time in the totality of my career. It just, it's a, it's a fantasy that doesn't exist in the real world. So one of the things that I always look at for, uh, for the people that I work with is that I think it's important for people to have a very clear vision of the kinds of things that they want to do creatively. I also think it's really important for them to, to clarify who are the people that you want to benefit from your art. And I don't encourage them to say, well, I want everybody to benefit from my art. What I really want is I want an answer to that question that says the people who are going to be most benefited by, from the things that I create. As an example, um, I've got a, a client who makes wonderful, wonderful artwork, but that artwork is not necessarily lighthearted, optimistic, or fun. It, in, it actually has kind of a dark side to it. Well, one of the things that happens is that this person, you know, uses their art process as a way of working through, you know, their recovery from trauma. Well, guess who really responds favorably to that artwork? Other people who are going through recovery from trauma, right? So one of the things that's really interesting is like this person doesn't want to show their stuff in a gallery where people mostly are looking for you know, beautiful nature, landscape paintings, or, or photographs. This person really needs to be in places where there are people that are experiencing, you know, the process of recovering from trauma so that they can actually understand and relate and resonate with the artwork, right? This person, I, I think that this person would look at being in one of those frou-frou galleries as paying her dues. And it's 100% not necessary if she could find the right audience, but the right audience is not coming through the door of that gallery, right? So the thing that I always look at for, for people who are going into creative career paths, whether it be music or art or writing or dancing or whatever it is that you're doing, I really feel like that you're, you're really doing yourself a disservice if you just kind of enter it haphazardly and fly by the seat of your pants. 
I think if you're strategic about it, and I think if you're very clear about the impact that you want to make through the work that you're doing and the people that you want to have the direct impact on, the more clear that you can be about that, the better opportunities you will find um, and the more lucrative possibilities exist that go along with that. Good example of that is the, there's a friend of mine that um, he's a singer songwriter and um, he discovered, I don't know, probably about 20 or 25 years ago that there was a really strong audience whenever he went to play for conferences or gatherings or professional meetings where there were a lot of psychologists and therapists and psychiatrists in the building. And so what he ended up doing was just booking himself for the events that were for people in that profession. He does very little outside of that. He's one of the best paid musicians that I know because he has found that group of people who resonate with the work that he does and who benefit from it. And he still sells a lot of music to people who are their patients or their clients. Crazy cool. But one of the things that's really happening there is that he's very clear about the people that he serves and the impact that he wants to make on them and their patients and clients. He's created a really lucrative niche for himself. So the thing that I work on a lot with people is really helping them to, to look at Let's not just look at your craft. Mastering your craft is essential. You do have to do that. And you're going to need to work on that continually throughout your career. That's a given. But you don't have to fly by the seat of your pants. You don't have to pay dues. What you do need to do is be very strategic and intentional and very clear in your vision for where you want your creativity to take you. And that is a big part of the work that I do with people that I coach. If I look at, you know, the majority of the time that I spend, I would say probably a solid 75 to 80% of my time is working with people who, who want a creative career path that actually sustains the lifestyle that they want. And the way to do that is by really identifying the folks that you want to serve, the way that you want to serve them with your creativity and then we look at ways that we can create those opportunities for you. Now, that's not to say that every person who wants to be a paid professional artist has the chops to do it. There's some artists that I know, they're extraordinary in terms of the, the, the work that they're doing and the level of creativity that they bring to the table. But the work that they're doing really doesn't have a commercial audience on the other end of it. Now, that's not to say that these folks can't be involved in paying opportunities like paying shows and things like that. But for a lot of these folks, maybe the, maybe the thing that they've got to look at is that their creativity is a part of another path for them. One of the examples that I can give you is that um, there's another person that I know who is a musician, but they use their music as a part of their hospice um, work with people who are dying. And so they go in and they work with people who are at the end of their life. And ultimately what they use the music for is to bring comfort and, and solace to people 
who are, are finishing their days, right? They don't get paid for the musical part of it, but the musical part of it is a core part of the, the important work that they're doing. Some people might call it a ministry. Other people might call it a healing path, whatever it is. But the music is something that, that, that informs and, and furthers that mission right? So the thing that I'll tell you is that I think that there's a way to incorporate your creativity in a, in a meaningful way and in a sustainable way. That's not to say that everybody's going to be a successful commercial artist. I just don't know that that's possible. However, I think that there are ways that creativity can be incorporated into every career path, whether that's, you know, an artistic path or whether it's another kind of a mainstream career path, but it has opportunities for creativity to come into the picture. So those are the thoughts that I've got about it today. I really feel strongly again, this idea that a, that a creative person has to pay their dues in order to deserve good opportunities. I think we need to do away with that idea altogether. I don't think it's serving anybody. And I'm tired of seeing people, you know, slave for 20, 30 and more years and never get out of that dues paying phase. I think that's really kind of silly. So those are my thoughts about it all, folks. I hope you have a good whatever it is where you are. And if you'd like to work together, if you're interested in this, the things that I've talked about here, get in touch, schedule that first free session, bit.ly slash best next step call, all one word, no spaces. It's best if you capitalize, uh, best next step call. But I would love to work with you if you are ready for that direction in your life. Till tomorrow, so long. <laughs>